0: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests who join us on the Goodyear Hotline. And then there are guests who join us in studio, like Mike Tenenbaum, who gave us Straight Talk, who gives you Straight Talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Mike, welcome. What did we see last night on Monday Night Football?
1: We saw the greatness of a player in Aaron Rodgers that said, relax going into the game. Halftime, we're going to keep the ratings up. Peyton Eli, we're going to break them in. But, boy, he made a couple of throws, guys. There's three or four people on the plan that I mean, those guys were covered, and he just showed you know, what greatness is. And, obviously, Aaron Jones. Like I think what's underrated about Aaron Jones is his ability to catch the ball. And Jamal Williams, that was a great one-two punch. But they had drafted A.J. Dillon. They had to let Jamal move on, and I think what they we saw last night was the tiebreaker was probably Aaron Jones as a Billy out of the backfield. That's huge.
2: Well, the tiebreaker is a quarterback, too, right? I mean, Aaron Rodgers is just. I mean, I don't even know. Better than Jared Goff? Are you sure? I don't know. Controversial take. A a handful of throws, and I was telling and Max and Jay, uh, Mike, that we marvel over the deep throw to Adams. We look at that. Oh wow. But that's not the throws. The throws are things that you don't even see. Keeping receivers on the run. It's like a handoff. Getting the ball in their hands on the the back comes out of the backfield, Aaron Jones on a two by two check down. He crosses the linebacker face and the first thing he puts it in his hands and he's able to run and score a touchdown. Here it is right here, I think. No, that's the this is the, the seam the, route. Yeah, yeah. But that seam route by the tight end against cover two, he didn't even nod him. He just ran in there. But but if he would have nodded him, he could have got separation.
0: Aaron Rodgers is so good, he still plays the ball where only his guy can catch he put, it. He's putting it on their steps, in other words. There's no waiting. There's no turning back. There's no coming there back is, to right the There it is right
2: there. It's just a, a little check down, boom, touchdown.
0: There's no turning. There's you, you just you lead him. And he's laughing.
2: <laughs> and he's laughing, right? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. seriously,
0: you got Aaron Rodgers laughing after he throws a touchdown. Yeah, it's pretty good. Here's uh, Aaron Rodgers on his reaction to people saying just eight days ago, or was it nine days ago, that he looked like he didn't care when he was playing. That was the narrative, as the kids say, after week one. What do you think, Aaron Rodgers?
1: I just think people like to say a lot of and it's nice to come back in here after a game like that.
2: Did the national conversation, ear cue over the past week, did it it bother you? Obviously, you were aware of what was being said about caring. I'm aware of it because of, of Tom. Tom keeps me aware of these things. I, I think that
1: there's even more now than when I started playing. There's so many overreactions that happen on a week-to-week basis. So it's nice to to come out and have a good performance and get the trolls off our back for at least a week. Can I ask you guys a question? Is Aaron Rodgers one of those guys that if he would hit the lottery, he would complain about paying taxes? You know how there's some people you go through life that, you know, Hey, you just won $5 million. Oh, yeah, but, you know, I got to go pay $2 million in taxes. Uh, uh, that lottery thing, by the way, I'm with the person who complains about it. The lottery is a
0: tax, and then they tax it again? That's, I guess I'm one of those people. <laughs>
1: yeah, but <laughs> all right, I'll tell you what, it. though. I, if I ever win the lottery, I'm not complaining about the taxes. I'll take my money, pay my taxes with we'll a smile. My point is, like, Aaron, you're on Instagram. You're all over the place, and now you're saying woes me? Come on, like, you can't have it both ways. You're a national icon. You're an all-time great, but you can't complain about the coverage When it's all – it's not all self-inflicted, but everything he did this summer, he was all over social media. What do you think people are going to do?
3: You see, I'm not one of these people. I'm not going to come out of this game versus the Lions and be like, how incredible Aaron Rodgers was. Obviously, you saw him make some spectacular throws, and I get everything that Key's saying, but I'm a little bit more in between, MT. Like, watching the way they performed in week one versus the Saints, I understand that they were – ill-advised, or not as prepared as they should have been. Aaron Rodgers didn't look good. And granted, look, it was a game in the first half, right? I mean, the Lions were up 17-14. to 14. Then obviously they go on a 21 run. Aaron Jones looks phenomenal. Aaron Rodgers makes great passes. But I'm a little bit more like, let me see how you are next week on the road against the 49ers. Like, I think that's a better gauge of where the Packers are. And I get a chance to really see how good this defense is. Because the pass rush, barely I mean, he got sacked, what, twice the last time? The defense was, listen,
0: for three halves of football, the Packers defense couldn't stop a nosebleed. Mm-hmm. Then they got tough in the fourth half that they played, and they mm-hmm. won the game. Well, well, what I would
2: say is when you look at Green Bay in the situation a week ago against New Orleans, for whatever reason, they played the way they played. Who knows what took place coming back and bouncing back against the Detroit Lions team. You cannot take that for granted regardless, because in the national football league, you only get 17 shots. Okay. Regardless to what people think about the, the lions roster coaching staff team, whatever the case is, it was a game after a half. They still was there playing. And you look at that positively if you're the Green Bay Packers because you did everything right and if you take everything right and you move it to San Francisco next
1: week you got yourself a game but you know what's interesting to me is I think they're gonna win the North because I think the North is terrible yes I'm concerned about their defense as Max said if they were in the NFC West they may be the fifth best team of those five teams and I think what's interesting is I don't get too far ahead of ourselves because like you said it's only week two key but like in the playoffs, I could see them. if that defense doesn't get better, I could see a home playoff loss where they win the division and one of those teams from the West, any of those four teams, to me, could go in there because all four of those teams can score points. Imagine if Arizona goes in there. Arizona may be favored. Mm-hmm. I just don't see Green Bay stopping any of those. Yeah, we edits.
0: forget. Mike, we forget, like, just a couple years ago. I don't know how many years ago we're going back now, three, four – The problem when McCarthy was there for the, you know, they had Rodgers, so you figure they're in the mix, but when the defense wouldn't hold, they were early in the mix. And when the, and they, as as they improved the defense, all of a sudden it's like, oh no, they could maybe win a Super Bowl. Looks like they
1: regressed. Yeah, I I totally agree. And they put a lot of resources on defense, and I just, Again, I think we can see all those teams in the NFC West making the playoffs, and I, and I think the North is is bad, and I think that's why Green Bay may be lucky because of the greatness of Aaron Rodgers. What do you think about the the clock
0: mismanagement uh, at the end of the Cowboys' win? It, a lot of bizarre things there, Mike. First, the clock doesn't work that McCarthy's looking at. Then his OC has his view blocked by a camera. Then there's another guy on the field. <laughs> a lot of things happened.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I got right here. You know, they get the ball with 3 minutes and 49 seconds to go. They're on their own 13-yard line. Here's the play that you're talking about. It's 33 seconds. It's second and six uh, from the 41-yard line. They get three yards. So, figure that play ends roughly around 27 seconds like we're showing here. They don't call a timeout until 4. They could do anything they wanted to do. They could have run a play. They could have called a timeout, run another play, get a first down, clock it. They had a lot of different options. The fact, though – that they let 23 seconds go off, that that's just inexcusable. Somebody has to be in his ear. It could have be been Bones Fossil. It could have been some assistant coach guys, but you can't let 23 seconds go and rely on a 56-yard field goal by your kicker to bail yeah, you out.
2: Yeah, you know how it is, uh, Mike. There's so much chaos that goes on, on the sideline that you could get lost in the moment as a coach. That's why head coaches are good at managing an entire situation paying attention to – that's why you got coordinators. That's why you got an offensive, a defensive coordinator, and a special teams coordinator to, so that you can pay attention to manage the entire situation. Now, whether or not he was trying to communicate with them to get a timeout or get like, a play call, okay. whatever the case is, it didn't happen.
3: I just want to ask you, Mike. Keith, you just said coaches, head coaches get lost in the moment as a coach. Doesn't that sound
2: problematic a little bit? No, I've seen it happen before where okay. some coach – they're dealing with Mike I and then all of a sudden they look over here and this is happening and they're talking to you and then they, well, what player are we going to call? I've, I've been there where
1: you sit there, and you go, right. But key, what I, happened? But key, I agree with Jay. Well, from this standpoint, like you have a play caller with Kellen Moore, you yes. have a former head coach and Dan Quinn, you're, you're the CEO. And by the yes. way, you've done it for a minute. Like if you know, look, we could talk about David Culley's mistake about the penalty he turned down, but he's a rookie. So like, you're going to give him the benefit. Now. Mike McCarthy's done this for a while. Like, so why wouldn't job. he?
2: So why wouldn't he call
1: timeout? He should have. It was a massive but why, mistake. Why wouldn't he though? What would? I don't know. He do it? I don't know. I'd love to bring so money. I think out. what he
0: what you said earlier, and this is why I think you're getting pushback is you're saying, look, I've seen head coaches. Just there's a lot going on. So, uh, going but up, but yeah. at the same time, if their job is to step back and see the big picture, then if a lot going on. Means they can't manage the clock, that's a real weakness in the head and coach.
3: And then, Max, to add on to it, when you go to the podium and you say it in a laughing like manner, you're making a joke about the situation, it feels like now you're giving me more excuses instead of just having accountability and saying, you know what? I mismanaged but the I'm, last curi- year and I'm
0: curious, Key, about your opinion of that because you, so isn't that a weakness in a head coach if, if they can get lost in the sauce, right? At no, that I, critical I would, moment,
2: I wouldn't necessarily see, as long as they're not repeat offenders. Uh-huh. If, if, they're, if this is a problem, every six games that's the
1: issue that's the issue but Keith, one time I, but key from like a management ownership standpoint you would say like <clears throat> it's all about development you're going to develop yes. rookies, you're going to develop head coaches quarterbacks this guy he's been to the super bowl like this is inexcusable you like you just said a couple minutes ago key you got 17 shots this is a conference game this is not a rookie head coach you have two different play callers your job should be to manage this question
0: situation. for you mike Zerline doesn't bail them out there, and they lose Ooh. the game as a result. I mean, mm. then they have to go on to lose the game, but let's say they lose the game. What, As a GM, how hot is his seat?
1: Yeah, I, it's a great question. You sit down with him and Jerry Jones and say, like, let's go over the process. How did this happen? Like, we know the result. The process is inexcusable. Like, that's your job. And I would want to make sure that it never happens again and that there's checks and balances. But as an experienced head coach, as the CEO of the Dallas Cowboys – I don't know how I it could have happened. I, I wonder what happened, though. Yeah. I, I yeah. really yeah. want to know. Yeah. You're right. too.
2: You're right there. You got 20-something seconds. Like, you, you're
0: you right there. You're not, like, on the other end of the field yeah. running down. I just I, I wonder think, what happened. I think what Coach said, like, there was a lot going wrong. A lot of, like, unexpected things going wrong. A view is blocked. The clock is stopped. Or a clock's not working. Uh, there's just stuff going on that confused him. But my thing is,
3: if, if there. My brain goes to, and I haven't been a head coach, but as a point guard, if stuff seems like it's all over the place, and if I know I have a timeout to burn, I know clock is doing a down, timeout.
0: Take the time timeout. Timeout. Yeah. Let's, re- let's calm everything down
3: Jay, and let's figure it out.
2: He couldn't see from what he said what the clock was to even be able to call a timeout. But that's out. my point, though. Keith. But but somebody else should have been able to say, hey, coaches, 18 seconds, what are we doing? But and you and still it, know
3: you have a timeout right, in the right. back of your mind. Yeah, but if
2: you burn it at the wrong
1: time, then what? But, but Keith, you're, you're right about all that. But You're right. You're, you've you been there. It's chaos on the sidelines. But that's why you should have your special teams coordinator hip-to-hip hip with you to say, like, all right, we're running the ball in this play. What what are we doing next? A- absolutely. Time, well, right. in
2: that situation situational football, as you know, we know down and distance clock, here we go. We're going to run the ball. We're going to get three, four yards. We know the next play. This is what we're going to do. I need to get five to get him closer if you're playing for the field goal. But if you don't see the clock, in his fairness – how you expect for the man to call a time? He burns the time out, and then what? Uh, and then there was an we extra guy. We would really be on. going
0: crazy. Yeah, it's true. And then there was an extra guy on the field. And I hear everything you're saying. It makes sense. This never happens, or it never
1: seems to happen with Belichick, right? It just—I <laughs> just always go to that and think hey, hey, that's
0: hey, well-run. Oregon is like that's well-run. It never seems to happen.
1: Yeah, and it, it, I can tell you why. I worked for the guy twice, and I graduated from law school. I'm driving people to the airport in Cleveland, Ohio, and he's like, "Hey, we're gonna do a contract in two months. I want you to tell me the five things I need to know about that contract." two months down the road, I thought I was just there to drive people to the airport. There was eight GMs on that staff, including Thomas Dimitrov, who was a groundskeeper. So, <laughs> I mean, he, he let everybody participate, wow. develop, and that's why Bill Belichick's Bill Belichick. There are no surprises. But like see, what you're talking about, Mike, that's so much information to take in. And what Key was
0: talking about during the break earlier in the show, just like talking to Key about it, picking his brain, and I, I say like Parcellian, Right that you have to be able to see the signal from the noise. There's so much information. You have to know what's important. So I know Belichick is extremely well prepared, but he also has to know in the moment of truth, okay, now this is what I'm doing. I can see the signal. And that's what I think the criticism of McCarthy is coming in. Yeah, but it's unfair
2: to McCarthy because we can never compare – him to Bill Belichick, yep. Bill Parsons. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
3: It's like, you, but, it's but, hard but, but, to got to know what you this got. Is, this is the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. So. Right. But, Keith, like, this don't This is you, not just a random franchise. Don't,
1: don't you think he walked in and said, I want to get paid really well. I'm a Super Bowl head coach. You want me to be the CEO yeah. here? Like, he didn't go in there and say, like, well, I'm not as good as Belichick. Like, he went in there. Like, you got to have some – I understand. And, like To me, like, the standard is so high because you are the CEO of the Dallas Cowboys and you fell short and – he, he's going to hold his players accountable? But
2: you know, Mike, as, as a general manager, coaches all prepare differently. Situationally, right now, I've been retired for however many years I've been retired. I can walk into New England and never play for the Patriots, but I've been around Belichick enough to know every situation that he's going to put me in. I can Because I've been there before. Just because Mike McCarthy has been a head coach, won a Super Bowl, his situational stuff, may not be on point but key you just are may ve- not be you, on point. listen
0: I, I i we've spoken through the years around the radio station everything you are it, the reason i say parcellian and the reason i think you were one of parcell's favorite players is because some people well, have I didn't the ask ability for more money. some people have the ability <laughs> yeah right that's the real reason some people have the ability to learn from experience and to not make the same mistake twice and they're very astute just because mike mccarthy's experienced does not mean that that experience meant the same thing to him as a coach that it meant to you as a player. Yeah, no, and that's what I'm saying. So his situation,
2: I don't even know. I'm sure he does some situational stuff. But like Mike was saying, you typically have two plays at the end of the game that you automatically know. That Prescott could automatically know. But maybe they just haven't gotten there
1: yet. But that's really inexcusable because everyone on Friday afternoon, Saturday walkthroughs, Everyone should know what what to do. I mean, you Mm -hmm. practice backup snappers. You practice the kicker being the punter. And and that is as fundamental as – like, that's going to happen every week.
0: I wonder if Zerline saved his job. I mean, that sounds dramatic, but I wonder – if, well, if you lose oh, that well, game, he, it sees it, can turn it could turn on yeah. you, It could turn on you. That's a Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide, and you can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299, no contract. All in America's best networks, Straight Talk Wireless. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary from one um, Super Bowl champion to another. Mike was in Pittsburgh for the Steelers uh, Raiders on ESPN Radio. Mike... You have had two concerns about Big Ben lasting the whole season uh, all year. Listen to what former Steeler Ryan Clark, our colleague Ryan Clark, had to say about Big Ben yesterday on Get Up.
2: They do need to use Najee Harris in the past game, as we saw them do in the second half. And you have to run the ball. You need the volume. You need the numbers. Ben Roethlisberger is in a position where he's going to stand in the pocket because he understands that he needs to win now. But that may be to his detriment because he won't make it 17 games yeah. this way.
1: Yeah, look, I was there, and it's, it's human nature, guys. He's 39 years old. He's made $200 million in his career, which he deserves. He's an all-time great. They lost three offensive linemen. Alejandro Villanueva, David DeCastro, and most notably the quarterback of their offensive line, Marquise Pouncey. And to me, guys, here's where I see a misalignment. Bring those three dudes back and have a last dance with him and the quarterback. But don't start a couple of rookie offensive linemen with a guy that doesn't want to get hit anymore. And I'll tell you this, like the Vegas Raiders controlled the line of scrimmage. Max Crosby, Yannick Ngakwe, and then Solomon Thomas had two sacks from the interior defensive line. Ben a couple times hung in there, but he really didn't look comfortable, guys, and I'm just telling you, like, we've been there with Testaverde, Favre, Jay Cutler, it's over for this guy, and he's just not the same player he was, and I know how hard it is to replace one offensive lineman in offseason, he's trying to replace three, and this interception right here, I know there's a lot of people just listening on radio, but he got flushed out of the pocket quickly, and kind of heaved the ball up, and Trayvon Mullen made an easy interception and you got a guy on the other side Derek Carr (sighs) who is playing as good as he is right now and the gap at the quarterback position for the Pittsburgh Steelers for the first time in a decade is pretty significant and there's
3: a new offensive scheme too so you put all that in combination I mean how do you how do you even how do you even go through your progressions
0: how do you even factor all that what what is the sense in that I thought when they brought I, I totally agree with Mike here um they bring back a quarterback who could dink and dunk last yeah. year and work it, but they did. They pick up a running back. They don't address the line. If anything, the line well, takes a step backwards. Do they think they're going to get a better result than last year? I think when you, when you are evaluating
2: talent and you got your board, and Mike can speak to this because he's had some boards, and you start to look at players that are already in-house, you feel comfortable about the direction in which those youth – youthful guys are growing. They're getting better. So you look at a guy like Pouncey who decided to retire. It wasn't that they didn't want. He just didn't want to play football anymore. And so when uh, Villanueva left in free agency. So when you start to look at that, you say to yourself, if we could put Band-Aids on this and this and we can get some push because the linemen that they have now may be stronger in the run game than they are on their heels in the passing game. So they say we're going to push the ball forward so we're going to draft a running back because our strength on the offensive line is the running game. So you can see when Najee Harris was able to get make some hay, but then they had to pass the ball, and that wasn't the strength going up against this retool Raiders defense. As Mike mentioned, that defensive line with Rob Marinelli in gang, Rob Marinelli, the best defensive line coach
0: there ever was. So the Raiders defensive line is going to play. Mike, there's no quickly, question I, that's to interesting to me. Um, In the next 30 seconds uh, or so, is this an issue at all of Pittsburgh overvaluing what they had internally?
1: Yeah, I think it's the Rooney family showing incredible loyalty, which we got to give them great credit, but not making the honest and sober decision that we're paying Ben Roethlisberger for what he was, not what he's going to do. And as J. Will and I, we were just talking about those other three guys, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow and Baker Mayfield are younger and getting better. And they have to know by the end of the year, is Dwayne Haskins their future? They know Mason Rudolph isn't. Do they try maybe with Cam Newton? But if I'm Pittsburgh, I am definitely afraid of what the future looks like because there's three good young quarterbacks in the division, and we have a 39-year-old quarterback that just isn't the same it player. It seems mm-hmm. like
0: they've been kicking that can down the road for a while mm-hmm. heading into the season. It looked to me like they probably got the worst guy at, you know, under center and – They've been putting off getting a quarterback and, you know, time to pay the piper. Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Um, Mike McCarthy, incidentally, in case you were wondering, was not the only one who uh, mismanaged a situation. Mike Tannenbaum is going to tell us who else mismanaged the situation after Key has this from DraftKings. It's been a great
2: start to the NFL season. And it's only getting better at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. DraftKings is putting new customers in the center of the action with a free shot and millions of dollars in total prizes. Get in on the action now. It's simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, Mike can help you out with that, (laughs) and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the NFL action like never before with a free shot and millions of dollars in total prizes. DraftKings is safe secure and reliable. And the best part of it is you can deposit and withdraw cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings app now and use the code KJM this week. New customers can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Enter that code KJM to get a free shot at millions in total prizes with your first deposit. That code again is KJM only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner, of the NFL. Minimum $5 deposit required eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.
1: Congratulations Hunter. 2-0. What were the keys to getting this win? Defense played out of their mind. Pressure coming. Roethlisberger escapes one. Throws it downfield. Man in his face and it's picked off by the Raiders.
0: More Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max next. Oh, wow. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Earlier in the show, Mike Tannenbaum talked about the mismanagement of the Cowboys, but there was another situation that was mismanaged. Mike, what else caught your eye?
1: Yeah, much to Key's chagrin. (laughs) 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 Mike Tomlin, who is a great coach, who should go to the Hall of Fame. Wait, Key, why are you chagrined? Uh, I mean... No, never mind. We don't want to talk about that. <laughs> He's ahead, grinned Mike. now. Yeah. Long story short, they're they're down two scores. They're at the 34, literally the 34 and a half yard line. It's fourth in like this. And Ben Rothsberger, like they're like going to stay on the field. And Coach Tomlin punts. And that was the game. They were down two scores. And I think sometimes with coaches, they're a little bit too dogmatic. And let me be very specific here. The Pittsburgh Steelers should be and can be a great defensive team. But at that point, Tyson Alualu got hurt. T.J. Watt got hurt. Joe Hayden was inactive. Devin Bush was inactive. And I'm sure what Coach Tomlin was saying, like, "We're the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're going to stop them twice." No, you're not. Like, not yeah. today. You're not. Not when you're missing those four players. And to me, that was the disappointing part of the decision. Was I don't think he took a half a step back to say, like, "Ordinarily, we're going to pump. We're at home. Home opener place was rocking." But when Watts out, Alualu, Bush, and Hayden's out, they really struggled. Uh, against the Raiders, especially in the second half. And
2: if you think about it, that particular play here's the different ends of the spectrum. Mike Tomlin decides not to, and then you go to the San Francisco game, and Kyle Shanahan's like on his plus his own twenty yard line, backed up, and I think it was like fourth and in inches. They went for, it,
1: got it, and it was or the Ravens and Chiefs. Harbaugh the asks
0: his guy, "Yeah, well, want to yeah. go for?" It? Yeah, yeah, yeah but, I want to go for it.
1: But, I, again, I think what's interesting when you compare the Harbaugh and Tomlin decisions was, I think what John and, – and Rex said it yesterday because Rex is very close with Don Martindale, the defense coordinator of the Ravens, which is you have a much better chance of winning the game with Lamar Jackson than, than you, you are def- defending it. And yeah. I think that's where I think Tomlin's decision got a little – upside down, which is when you're missing four really good players on defense and Derek Carr is as high as he is. You're like- also
0: missing a quarterback, though, Mike. He doesn't have Lamar Jackson. Tomlin doesn't have Lamar Jackson.
1: Right, but Ben Roethlisberger in that situation, Max, all he had to do was sneak. Yeah. He had just fallen forward. At least The most effective gonna- play in the history of football, yeah, and then, the quarterback
2: yeah. sneak. But you're a defensive coordinator with a defensive mind, and your strength has always been your defense. You're going to lean on that. I if want, you w- go back to a couple years ago, uh, Mike, and you remember, not even a couple, this was when – Peyton was still playing, that New England had an opportunity to punt the ball. They went for it. Remember that? He threw the incomplete to Kevin Falk. Yeah, absolutely. It was like fourth and like two or three, and they came up this – backed up. And everybody said, what are you doing, Belichick? Belichick said, I've seen my defense. Mm. We're not going to win this game stopping them. I'd rather put the ball in Brady's hands and give him an opportunity. They went for it. It failed. They wound up losing the I, game. I'm not
0: saying Tomlin can't be criticized, right? I get it. Everyone can be better. But I'm wondering philosophically about this, Mike. Someone who has never been under 500, never as a head coach in the NFL, 10 years now, whatever, including when he had a backup to a backup playing. He's so competitive, he gets it done. They have a worldview, a philosophy, Right. Isn't it tough to tell that person who's given you those results, being consistent with their philosophy, hey, could you do me a favor right over here on the
1: margin? Could
0: you just do this one thing a little differently if it's not consistent with his philosophy?
1: Yeah, I would say here's a difference, though. Look at Bill Belichick and Nick Saban. They evolved over the years. Like, Nick Saban went to Alabama. They played great defense. And early in the, the century, their quarterbacks that got drafted were guys like Brody Croyle. We drafted Brody Greg McElroy. I, I wish, you know... I I was channeling my inner Jimmy Pataro. Like, I should have drafted him as a broadcaster, not as a quarterback. But that's a story for another day. I love McElroy, but he can't play quarterback. (laughs) And and I drafted him. But anyway, I digress. (laughs) Yes, you do. But then, now you look at Jalen Hurts, Tua, right? And now Mac Jones. So, Nick Saban Eval. Bill Belichick went up to New England, was big, strong, and stout. They played on grass. They realized they had Tom Brady. They've changed over the years. So, my... Point to that, Max, is Mike Tomlin's great. He's going to go to the Hall of Fame. Never had a losing record. Deserves a ton of credit. That doesn't mean you still can't learn and evolve. So, Mike T, right. so what are the right.
3: next steps to the, the evolution for Mike Tomlin? Like, yeah, how, well, Where would you g- go from yeah, here?
1: Yeah, yeah, Jay. Will, let me give you a great example. Like, you know, as Greedy would say to me, here's some sneaky big news. Like, here's Mike Rabel, who I think managed the situation unbelievably well, guys. So, Tennessee, they're down seven points with four minutes and 13 seconds to go. They move the ball 68 yards and score. But more importantly, guys, they take three minutes and 44 seconds. And in that drive, it was a 12-play drive. It was eight passes, and they ran the ball four times. Now, it's easy to do it when you have Derrick Henry. But the point is, they gave the ball back to Russell Wilson. He only had 24 seconds left, and that's why the game went into overtime. So, to answer your question, Jay, Will, like Mike Vrabel – Good coach, I think he's still learning his way. That's outstanding clock management. And again, you compare that with Mike Tomlin, who has a half a yard to go with a six foot five quarterback, who all he has to do is sneak it. That to me is an area where they can get better.
0: Uh, that a, sounds like a fair point to me. Um, Went, we could even get into that that Seahawks game uh, with Russell Wilson because that was a shocker to me. Um, the fact that they were able to, the Titans were able to go in there and right the ship on the road against a team who can put up a lot of points with that Titans defense. A lot of
2: people don't realize Seattle loses a lot of games at home. People don't realize that. They will drop two games a year in the conference at home. Well, they had
3: a, they had a ton of I mean, penalties in the, in the,
0: too. I think division. they had like a hundred plus. They always drop
2: games. Yeah. I've gone to Seattle many times in my career and have won. A lot of people think that it's it like, it did
0: seem for a while, like the Rams would always win in Seattle and Seattle would always win uh, in, in or, LA. Or, yeah, or, or, or Arizona a, goes yeah.
1: to Seattle and wins. I got a question for you guys in any sport, basketball, hockey, baseball. Do you guys ever remember a division so good as the NFC West this nope. year? No, like, nope. like this could be historically great. Like those, You can make an argument any of those four teams can win the Super Bowl this year. Kyle Murray, that defense is playing well. Jimmy G, if that defense gets healthy, the Rams with Stafford. It's the bizarro
0: world NFC East, right? It's the exact opposite. I look at the NFC East. I know everyone's taking the Cowboys. I look at it and go, I'm taking the Eagles before the season started to finish fourth, but they could easily win the division. I took Arizona to finish fourth, but they could easily win the division, but because they're all excellent. And
1: Kyle Murray may be the MVP of the league. I, I, like like that division, like in any sport, I don't think I've ever remembered top to bomb four teams in their prime with four great court. Like, let, let's throw Jimmy G out, but who, who's the best quarterback in the division? It's probably Kyler, Kyler Murray. Murray right now,
2: and then obviously Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Matthew Stafford. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm Jimmy saying. It's G. Cr- yeah, yeah. It's but crazy. I don't know about the Rams defense yet, though. I know about two guys. I know about Jalen Rams and Aaron Donald. But collectively as a group, because I watch Indy kind of have their way with them a lot of the time moving up and down the field. Indy was able to move the ball with no problem at all. And I know historically since Sean McVay's been in L.A. when he had Wade Phillips and and Brandon Staley as the defensive coordinators, they were at the top. But I I don't know this year, man. We'll see. I mean, we're only two games in, but we'll see if the defense is the same
0: as they've been in the past. And Also about Jimmy G, got to bring this up like every time his name comes up. I get it. He doesn't do things. You know, they hide him in certain situations. He wins 75% of his games for a team because he's missed a lot of games. That loses 75% when he's not the quarterback. do they
2: really hide him or is that just a narrative based on the two playoff games? Well, in that that playoff run, yeah. yeah, yeah, We saw those two playoff games and they was like, No. The
1: big picture is he's good. Jimmy G's good. You know what's interesting? Well, we may agree with you, Max. If Kyle Shanahan was sitting right here with the fifth seat, he'd be like, he's not good enough. I just traded everything I've owned. Well, Trey Lance for, is a different for, level. But but it could have been Mac Jones. But they the the, the point that's interesting about that, Jay. Well, they gave up everything they had and ten percent more to say, hey, we're because we don't think we could get to where we want to. He's go, not good enough
0: unless he hits that one pass,
1: and then the whole as Key would say, the narrative changes, it changes, right? Right. But it's amazing to me that Kyle Shanahan, who makes all those decisions, who develops quarterbacks, would sit here and say, no, he's not good enough, and we're going to move on from him.
0: Mm. Well, be yeah. careful what you wish for.
1: Sometimes that's right. Well, I just lost my screen, and it's totally my fault. Um, I could talk about more of those bad quarterbacks I drafted that became broadcasters. <laughs> Tim yeah. Tebow, I mean, Greg we have got a lot of big news coming we're gonna up get, yes, We're going to get into all it. of that in a matter, of, pick back now? In yes, a sir. matter
0: of moments. But um, Jay has this
3: from Wireless. Talk Wireless. 5G is here, but the big carriers want you to sign a pricey, long-term contract to get in on the action. Well, not anymore. Not on an our watch. Because Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide with plans starting at just $35 a month and with no contract. And get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299, all on America's best networks. That's 5G coverage, 5G phones, less money. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. 5G capable device required, actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Mark Sanchez. We're getting some tests run.
1: Don't know the severity of the, uh, the injury right now, but hopefully, I have a little bit more information. And we'll see where we're at with Tua. But, you know, like any position, if he's not able to go, the next guy's
0: got to play. More Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Next. We're going to put Mike back in the front office yeah, here on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. We play this every week. We make Mike the head of certain teams, and he gives us the perspective of their GM. Let's start with Chris Greer of the Miami Dolphins. How does Tua's injury, how, what impact does that have on your ability to evaluate him, Mike?
1: Well, short-term, it certainly does. Now, give them credit. Jacoby Brissett, to me, is a really intriguing guy. He's bigger. He's stronger. He can get the ball down the field. So, I think short-term, they'll be okay. But, look... This is a really important year for Tua. They had a great offseason. Drafted Jalen Waddell, explosive receiver, signed Will Fuller. So they need to know a lot more about Tua by the end of the season. Can he compete? And hopefully for them with Zach Wilson, with Mac Jones, because Josh Allen to me right now is so far ahead of those three young quarterbacks in the AFC East. I
2: think they're kicking themselves. I really do. I think that when they drafted Tua – with the mind that Shane Gailey was going to be their offensive coordinator who had some knowledge about what they wanted to do with Tua. He abruptly decides, I don't want to coach anymore. I'm done. They drafted a guy based on listening to an offensive coordinator that's not there anymore, and the guy that they should have drafted oh. is living in Los Angeles that's a killer. enjoying the beach in Justin Herbert.
1: That's yeah, I, I Justin Herbert was my number one guy coming out that year. I liked him better than Tua and Burrow. He was the biggest, strongest, fastest, smartest, and he was a great leader. I thought he should have gotten number one overall. And I think the more interesting discussion is, should Washington have taken him over Chase Young? Because if he's the superstar quarterback, even though they had Dwayne Haskins at the time, and even though Chase Young's going to be great, I think passing on Justin Herbert will be a decision that Washington... Anyone would... who
0: passes on Justin Herbert made a mistake. I mean, there's no other... Like, Agreed. If he's the best guy. To... Yeah.
3: Let, let's talk about a potential uh, super exciting quarterback in Chicago. You're once again Ryan Pace. You've been yeah. Ryan Pace a lot this year. Yeah. How are you handling the Matt Nagy Jay, situation? Jay, well, I've
1: said it since May. you got to give Rex Ryan credit going back to 2009. We drafted Mark Sanchez from... USC, and from day one, practice one, walk through one, Mark was the guy. Not perfect, made mistakes. Justin Fields will make mistakes, but a key, like he he's done it before, and he'll say that locker room keeps it, there's checks and balances with the head coach and the GM, and those players know that Justin Fields gives them the best chance to win. He wasn't perfect, he will make mistakes, but he is a much better football player than Andy Dalton. And I disagree with the mindset of Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace to say. Oh, we're gonna bring him along slowly. No, this is the NFL. Your defense, you went to the uh, playoffs last year, maybe not as good as it once was, but play Justin Fields right now because you gotta to go to the locker room and say, hey guys, like we're here to win.
2: I think he has his his way out now by saying that Andy Dalton is a starter if if he's healthy. Yeah, that, was... that that's okay. Because it gives him an opportunity to throw Justin Fields in now why Andy Dalton is trying to get healthy. And if Justin Fields pans out and he's doing everything that they think he could do, then it's an easier sale. But if he doesn't, they can always go say, he's not ready.
0: We're going to play Andy Dalton. So he gives himself a two-way go. Mike, I'm curious. When you hear experienced NFL veterans like Keyshawn talk about, and I always was taught this and thought this, that if you can give a kid some experience watching from the sidelines, practicing during the week – I, it's not ideal, right? You're going to have to start him before you it's ideal. It's not perfect, but don't you try to buy him that time as long as you can?
1: I think in pro football nowadays, Max, you have to win for today and develop for tomorrow. So you go back to Kansas city, perfect situation. Alex Smith, good quarterback. He's a B Patrick Mahomes goes in the last game of his rookie year. The rest is history. I, th- I think the jets need a, a veteran quarterback for exactly what you're saying. But in this situation, Justin Fields is so much better than Andy Dalton that you could try to wait and maybe your plan is etched in pencil, but you, what do great leaders do? They adapt and they realize they need to change. Fields just gives them a better chance to win right now. Thank you, Mike,
3: and everybody's different. Some some people thrive when they're thrown to the wolves, and some people don't. I, I hear what the old school mentality is, but we're also living in a new school age where a guy like this can't perform at this level. He's shown it.
2: Well, throwing young quarterbacks to the wolves, Mike, you wouldn't be new to that now, would you? throwing Mark Sanchez to the Wolves with a great defense. But the Jets are throwing Zach Wilson to the Wolves and Joe Douglas and and Robert Sala making a decision to have him be the starter. After watching him in weeks one and two and watching some of the other young quarterbacks that are out there, including Sam Darnold, would that decision, if it was you, be different now?
1: Yeah, and I would. Rex Ryan deserves a lot of credit. I would put significant, significant guardrails on him hey, we're throwing the ball 15, maybe 18 times. We're going to run the ball. We're going to tell the other team we're going to run the ball, and we're still going to run the ball. We're going to have the mindset of being bigger, stronger, tougher on the offensive line. They put a lot of resources into that offensive line. Look, Beckton got hurt, but they signed Van Roten. They signed Fant. So they have to be able to control the line of scrimmage, and they have, as play callers and managers of that situation, know that, hey, we can't let them throw the ball 40 times, especially key against the Bill Belichick defense. Who's your, uh, if you're Chris Ballard, who's your backup if Carson Wentz is out for a while? Well, ideally it would have been Sam Ellinger, who unfortunately got hurt. So they went from their first string to their third string because Easton isn't good enough. I would try to get Nick Foles, and I don't care about the noise of what happened in Philly. We're in the win business, and I don't care if Carson Wentz doesn't like it. The best player should play, and Foles is sitting there as a third you string. Snark- though, Why? Why? You, can't, it, you can't do that, though, Mike. Why? Why?
2: You can't do that. Isn't it a meritocracy? I, I know, but you cannot go get the dude who took us to the Super Bowl and put him behind you again. When they went and got Jalen Hurts, <laughs> it made him fragile, and you lo- you cannot do that. If that Keith, makes you fragile, you do you want him as your quarterback? I, I'm saying what they shouldn't do. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I wouldn't want them to do that. But Keith it doesn't mean that they're not going to do I, it. If I'm
3: right, I'm not worried about how you feel. Yeah, across the I'm trying to win damn games Keith, Keith, here. Keith, you just buried the lead. You, the, the
2: the first
0: Super Bowl. Well, yeah, he
3: won
2: the Super Bowl. <laughs> Isn't that the object of the I exercise? But you can't. You can't do that to your quarterback. They jumped,
0: but not only did they win the Super Bowl, the next year they were like five and six and dead. You didn't when say. When did got say they go, caught
2: fire with Foles and they won a playoff game on the road. You not say go get Mariota. You said go get Nick the dude. Foles. Yeah. When Nick we just killing Nick Foles last year too? watching No, NBA he didn't have an offensive line in Chicago. You didn't, say so go, go, didn't, <laughs> you didn't say trade for Drew Locke or go get uh, one of New England's quarterbacks. You said Nick Foles, Mike. Because he's a third-string quarterback that has won a Super Bowl. But you can't go get a guy who took the other guy's job and took him to the Super Bowl – that would be so bad. Why to do you Carson keep rushing Wentz past the Super Bowl part? That's the question. They <laughs> because didn't it, do the Super Bowl. Because you don't want to do Carson Wentz like that. <laughs> I mean, he's doing it to himself. you, like you Cam even Newton said, or hold, on, something. hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out. Now.
0: You two, the athletes who performed at the highest level in sports, both have your eyebrows raised about Wentz walking around. No, I uh, get it. I understand all that. I'm just saying, going to get
2: a guy. They replaced me. You're asking for trouble. It's just—it's too all, much. And all I'm
3: saying is, if you willing to go get him, bring him over here. I got it. He ain't never going to see the field.
1: Yeah, that's he okay. ain't never going to see the right. field. Not on my
3: watch. Yeah. Not if I'm hurt. I don't care.
1: And, Jay, Will, you know what? But like the great ones I've been around, the far's of the world—they didn't care if we brought somebody else in. Like I'm going to play. And Carson, but wants... it's
2: not somebody. It's the guy who took my team. To I Super don't Bowl. care,
1: Key. That gives me
2: even more incentive.
3: You know, if, if, Kurt, over if, here.
0: If, if Arizona back in the day had brought in Mark Bolger to back up Kurt Warner, I think Kurt Warner would have been all right with that. And Mark Bolger won like eight in a row, took his job, and Kurt Warner was on but the Giants, he right? he didn't win the Super but Bowl. But that's incentive for the team to get him because he won the oh, Super Bowl. that don't <laughs> do Carson Wentz <laughs> like We're that. We're going around not, in circles. Um, Dave Gettleman. Yeah, Gettleman. You got to do Gettleman um, for us. Dave, Dave Gettleman,
2: is it too early For him to really get a diagnosis on what the hell Daniel
0: Jones is. 30 seconds, Mike. We're up against it.
1: I I like Daniel Jones. He's gotten better. Now, he has 40 turnovers in 29 games, so that has to get better. Has to get better. But giving all my respect here to my Duke friend, makes all the throws, good athlete. I'm encouraged. My glass is half full with Daniel Jones. We're focusing
3: on Daniel Jones. He's focusing on Gettleman. Yeah, I need don't to give start, our don't to. Don't start me
0: with Gettleman. And Jason Garrett. I used to laugh. Oh, the Cowboys have Jason Garrett. General now manager. He's calling, now he's calling the General manager. He's sh- he going to go, the go get
2: the dude to replace the guy and put him on the team. I like it. I'm I, with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm I'm with you.
0: you. <laughs> the 1-0-2 team that's poised for a giant turnaround, let's say. That's next. Keyshawn <laughs> J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio and ESPN News. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it, brother.